You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn basketball news and discussion here on the E2C Network. I want to welcome you back from a long hiatus for our show covering Auburn men's basketball primarily, but we cover some women's basketball here as well. Uh, we have been obviously dealing with the aftermath, well, not aftermath at this point, but the effects still of COVID-19 and sports just now getting geared up again with football season, soccer season, cross-country season, the fall things getting going. We finally are starting to get some news about the winter sports, and obviously that involves everybody's favorite sport on the plains these days and that is auburn men's basketball we've got some news for schedules for things to anticipate in the next coming weeks and months as we get closer to what traditionally would be basketball season for both the men and women but before we get into that i want to do a little bit of news for this segment and this this show here inside the jungle as you know i have had a couple of different co-hosts Throughout this, I first started this show. It was actually the first of our breakout shows for the E2C Network where we started doing uh, dedicated shows for sports or topics. And it was the thing that kind of birthed the concept of the E2C Network. So Inside the Jungle is a very special place for my heart. And I've had some great co-hosts, that being first Clint Richardson of the Auburn Uniform Database, who was with me from the very beginning of the Bruce Pearl era up till about year five. It's been so long now, I can't remember. And then Drew Hooper, my good friend, who has been a part of the Stoppage Time podcast, which covered Auburn soccer, decided when Clint needed to step away that he wanted to step in and join me last season to cover Auburn men's basketball, which was unfortunately cut short. And I really, really enjoyed my time with Drew because uh, he is just a great basketball mind, as Clint was as well, and uh, really had some great things that he picked up on. And I, I really enjoy having him well he has sadly decided that he is taking a step away from podcasting he's still involved here on the network he's he's there he even he's listening right now and i just want him to know how much he was appreciated for that so i mentioned that just so you'll know news for this show but also i want you to be aware you the listener you might have someone in mind that might potentially want to join me here on this show or you might be interested yourself of joining me. And honestly, I'll, I'll be completely transparent with everybody here. If there's someone out there, a group of people uh, that would like to do a basketball podcast about Auburn basketball and uh, is kind of just not knowing how to get started, this is your opportunity and this is your time. It doesn't even necessarily have to be with me, uh, but we would like to keep Inside the Jungle going and I will keep carrying the flame for this show as it is very special to my heart as my favorite uh, sport in general, not just for Auburn sports. I will make sure that this keeps happening as long as possible. So that is a welcome call out. If you're interested in potentially doing some Auburn basketball podcasting 
uh, on a volunteer basis with us here on the network. Uh, you can reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com or any of our social media contacts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, enough with the E2C Network news. We are here to discuss some scheduling news that we finally have uh, for men's basketball and women's basketball as well. And this comes off of a release this past week of, as of when I'm recording this, when the SEC announced that December 29th and 30th, so two dates there, as the new start dates for the 2020-2021 men's basketball uh, conference season. Women's basketball will remain with a start date of December 31st on 2020. And this is already previously scheduled. So really, when you look at this, and I want to compare some of these things when we get through the rest of these little news items, there's not that much of a, a difference in terms of conference play. But those are important dates. Again, those are December 29th and the 30th for men's basketball, and this is for SEC play, and the 31st of December for women's basketball. So the schedule is going to be comp comprised of 20 play dates that will accommodate an 18-game schedule, which will allow for two open dates, and I think that's a good thing to have for some flexibility in a time of uncertainty and unknowns, where we're really just trying to figure out what's the best situation to keep moving forward with any sport and this specifically for men's and women's basketball. Uh, there will be 10 SEC schools that are going to fill open dates for what would have been the SEC Big 12 Challenge in late January, which always occurs, and it's, it's the oddest thing ever, folks. It occurs right in the middle of conference play, and I, I get it. It kind of, and it's a nice little breakup at times of conference play, but I really wonder, is it better served to have that at the end or the beginning of non-conference uh, non play? Uh, but that's just a quick aside there. But for those schools that were going to be participating in that particular event, they it sounds like, if I'm interpreting this correctly, they will be playing each other. Now, there's always those other four teams that are usually left out. Uh, which means that those four teams will that, that weren't participating in that challenge will have league games that day as well. So what it sounds like to me, if I'm interpreting this uh, news item I'm looking at here, uh, that basically you're just playing some extra SEC games is what it amounts to on that. Uh, and I may be interpreting that wrong, but that's kind of how I mean it's, it's kind of worded a little weird. But what you the main thing that you need to take away is that the SEC Big 12 Challenge games will be replaced in some way. So for men, women's basketball, uh, the conference schedule is also going to remain at 18 play dates, and they will have, uh, they'll have eight, excuse me, they'll have 18 play dates and a 16-game league schedule. Now, for basketball-wide, to kind of put this in a broader spectrum of things, the NCAA uh, approved a November 25th start date previously. Now, obviously, we haven't talked since then, so that's why I'm bringing this up now. But they've announced that they've allowed college basketball teams to start playing in any capacity on November 25th as the governing body. And that being uh, for the 2020-21 season only for men's and women's. So this November 25th start date would be traditionally for where you, they would begin allowing teams to do their interconference games, non-conference games with each other. Uh, we start seeing all the tournaments and things like that. I doubt seriously that you're going to be seeing tournaments and things like that and in big cities. Uh, but non-conference play could start on the 25th for men's and women's. 
Uh, teams can begin to have their preseason practice on October 14th. We're actually, as of recording this right now, just over two weeks away from that. So if you're hankering for some basketball practice news, that'll start gearing up here very shortly uh, for all of you avid basketball fans out there. Now, there's going to be a 42-day window to conduct no more than 30 practices. And I'm not really familiar with past practice schedules, but it sounds very similar to what has happened previously, uh, even besides the COVID year. Uh, so I, I don't think that kind of sticks out to me at all. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on, who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn. Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. So there's a couple of things that I want to bring out of these news items here, and I want to compare the difference between uh, the 2019-2020 season for Auburn men's basketball and the 2020-21 potential of what's going to happen. I say potential because we never know what's going to happen in this crazy, crazy world we live in. So if we look at the 2019-2020 schedule, it began on November 5th, and this is for non-conference only, and it ran through technically January 4th because that's when the SEC game started, I believe, that next day or that day. So we'll count it till that point until an SEC game was played. So that's approximately two months, and the non-conference schedule comprised of 12 games total. And may I remind you that I believe Auburn went undefeated in non-conference play last year. We're just looking over the schedule, I kind of was thinking back to those times, and wow, we uh, we wasted a year. <laughs> that could have been very good. I know there were some frustrations in conference play last season, but uh, I think that team had the makings of something that could have gone on in a long run in postseason. Now, we will ever, forever wonder what might have been there. So for the 2020-21 season, so many 20s there, again, it's going to begin on the no- November the 25th for a potential non-conference play and could run to December 29th when the first of those SEC-established start days has been announced for conference play. So that's approximately one month. So let's compare. Last season, two months technically of of non-conference play, and one month is going to be available for non-conference play. So how many games does that mean Auburn potentially could play in the non-conference, if any, Well, if we just kind of do some proportions here, half the time, probably half the team. So 12 games were played last season for non-conference. I'm expecting no more than six. And, you know, I I don't know the metrics of how it works, but I would imagine that Auburn's got to fit in a few, if not half of pretty decent teams there uh, so that they can build a resume for qualification for postseason. Um, So, while it may be a short non-conference season, it could be a little bit more, I won't call it entertaining, but intriguing because there will be 
probably potential for fewer of the games where you're supposed to win. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the team because I'm sure they would really like the tune-up games before they get into the grueling SEC schedule because it always is, no matter the sport. It just means more here, right? If I can get the slogan down on, on par here. So let's compare conference play for the 2019-2020 season. It began on January 4th and ran through March 7th, so 18 games. Now, what they've announced for 2020, the 2021 season, as a reminder, it can begin on the 29th to 30th of this December, and there will be 20 available play dates for 18 games to be completed. So that's two open dates accounting for maybe something happening, a game not being able to be completed, postponed, what have you. So if you really compare the SEC schedule, other than a earlier by basically a week start date, there's not much difference here in terms of on paper. Now, when the season begins, I'm sure it'll look different because we just, as we've said several times throughout this, you just don't know what's going to happen in a year that's been so heavily affected by COVID. Uh, but 18 games last season, 18 games to play for the SEC uh, conference competition this season as well. And honestly, if I remember back to a few seasons ago, I believe we even started SEC games on New Year's Eve at one point. And usually those are the teams that aren't participating in the Big 12 SEC challenge or or some nature of that. Like there's usually a reason, uh, but every so often, a couple of seasons, Auburn men's basketball will have a, a game that is like January 1st or December 31st of the previous year. Uh, so really... This is not that big of news in terms of some revelation of, oh, there's only going to be this many games. The main thing that's affected here is the non-conference play, which we all expected. Most uh, conferences have decided to try to limit or remove completely outside competition, and it remains to be seen if that will happen with men's and women's basketball here. But there is an opportunity, a window to play and a, a get some experience against some teams outside of your conference. Will it happen? I don't know. What do you think, honestly? I'd love to hear from you. Do you think that they should be playing non-conference games for that month window? Is it worth it? And will they forego that for qualification for the NCAA tournament? I believe that there's always been an announcement uh, or, or some calls or movements for basically everybody to be in the NCAA tournament, which would be just really, really crazy. But Things are just going to get crazy in general as more and more schedules, the items are announced and, and things come out and as we move forward into schedule. One thing that I want to bring up, though, and, and this is obviously not related to conference play, but it is kind of a, I call it a consequence of things that are being announced. A, casual, a casualty seems to be the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And I'm very upset about that. I love the Big 12 SEC Challenge or SEC Big 12 Challenge, however you want to call it. Um, it is one of my favorite things of the basketball season. And I know that there's some mixed uh, feelings about it, but the fact that it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, at least in the middle of the uh, SEC conference play, which, you know, I just griped about a second ago, so it could be, it could happen just outside of it. That's one of the big things for me. If it doesn't happen, I'll be very disappointed. I, I love those challenges where you have the ACC and the Big Ten uh, colliding with each other. And I think it was great that the, uh, SEC and the Big 12 made that agreement so many years ago to have that happen. Now, it would be nice if the uh, Big 12 could get a few more teams in there so we wouldn't have to have some teams skip it every single year because it's always disappointing to look at the non-conference schedule and see that Auburn will not be playing someone from the Big 12. And it usually ends up being a pretty 
decent game over the last couple of seasons. I believe last year I played, Auburn played Iowa State. So I really would like to see it happen in some capacity. I just doubt that you'll see it in the middle of conference play as we all look to limit places that you are traveling to and try to reduce it to only teams that are in your conference. What does this mean for postseason? I don't know. It, I really don't. We've talked a little bit about it. I, I, it really just depends. Can you complete a season? How are things when we get there? Um, and how do you determine who gets in the tournament? Because as we've seen with football, it seems to be that each conference is going to do things very differently. There's already conversation about with football. How are they going to compare a Pac-12 team that's probably going to have a 7-8 game season to an SEC schedule that's going to have 10 SEC games on their record, but no non-conference. So I don't know. It's going to get confusing. I wish I had answers for you, but at least now we can look at these announced schedules and know that on December 29th and 30th, the conference play can begin with a month before that available to potentially do some non-conference things, albeit in a limited time frame and capacity for where you can travel or maybe are willing to travel so that is the news and updates that we have here on inside the jungle again i'll remind you again in the uh, beginning of the show reminder if you know anyone or would like to recommend anyone that might be interested in joining me or taking over the show i'm willing to give it up even though it's my baby uh, to talk about auburn men's and potentially women's basketball as well here on inside the jungle so i want to hear from you now the listeners at home What do you think about the announcements? Do you think it's a fair assumption, assuming that something has to change? Is it a fair schedule to move forward with? Are you pleased? Are you unhappy? I want to hear from you in uh, on the website where we usually post that question, or you can just share on social media your thoughts on an announced schedule for Auburn men's and women's basketball. So that's all I have for you here on this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until I talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?